That's the latest. I'm Barry Weir. Howard solicitors have offices throughout Greater Manchester and Cheshire. They specialise in areas of law that affect the individual. So if you need some help or guidance, they'll have someone to help you. Call them on 0161 872 9999. Email law at or visit their website, howardsolicitors.com. It is appealing Everything the traffic will allow Nowhere could you have that happy feeling When you are stealing that extra bow There's no people like show people They smile when they are low Yesterday they told you you would not go far That night you opened and there you are Next day on your dressing room they found a star Let's go on with our show Dave, let's go on with the show. My name is Ian Cheeseman. This is Break a Leg, all things theatrical and musical theatre. If you're new to the show, then a very, very warm welcome. We do this every week for your pleasure. I have some great guests, and today is no exception. In this next hour, for example, you will hear from Jonathan Sayer, an Ashton man who is now a West End and Broadway impresario. He's a playwright. And he's also an actor of some repute, and he gives us the second part of an interview that I ran the first part of last week. That's on the way. Also, Amelia Adams will be appearing in the Opera House in Manchester from the 18th to the 30th of September. Talks about performing alongside Craig Revel Horwood in Annie, great, great start in her own right as well, so we'll hear from Amelia. And in the first interview, Christy hummel Rolson, an American who lives in San Diego and helps run the Old Globe Theatre, talks about what it's like over there and compares to what it's like here. But first up, a piece of music from a musical which the Amdram version is just about to open in the non-too-distant future. That Amdram is... Uh, Cats the Musical, it's by the Drama Department in Stockport from the 26th to the 30th of September, Stockport Plaza. It will be amazing, of that I am sure, and this is the big song from that show. It's called Memory. Midnight, not a sound from the pavement As the moon lost her memory She is smiling Every street 
version of that going to be at Stockport Plaza 26th to the 30th of September by the Drama Department I'm sure it'll be fantastic, go support your local Amdram Right, my first guest next I am Christy Hummel-Rosen and I am an all-around prop technician ex-stage manager and currently am working in company management at the Old Globe Theatre in San Diego, California which sounds great. I mean, what a lovely place to, to work and to live in San Diego in California. And before I talk to you in a bit more depth about the globe, uh, one of the reasons why I came across you, as well as us having mutual love for a, a certain football team, is because my son was recently in a production, Amdram production, of uh, Avenue Q. And I know you saw the picture of him as Rod with his his, his puppet sidekick, so to speak. And that is part of your story as well, isn't it? I mean, I love Avenue Q. It's a brilliant show. Tell us how you've been involved with it. Um, actually, I was at the very first preview of Avenue Q on Broadway. The production stage manager is a very close friend of my for the original Broadway run. The production stage manager is a very close friend of my husband and I's. He had wanted to, my husband as a stage manager as well. He'd wanted to get my husband involved with the show, but there wasn't room on the team for him. So he invited us to the very first preview for it on Broadway. Um, most of the designers for the Broadway production were friend, people that we were friends with to begin with. So that was lovely. And as soon as it was up and running, he pulled my husband in to the team as a substitute, trained to either run the backstages assistant stage manager or to call the show as the stage manager and people take vacations i mean broadway is much more a business and people have regular scheduled vacations and someone has to come in and substitute you can put in for days off like you can at an office job and someone has to come in and substitute so he was working a lot on the show as a sub basically in between any other gigs he was picking up in new york he was subbing on avenue q uh, fast forward to it winning the Tony for Best Musical, beating Wicked, shocking all of us completely. And normally that's when you send out the first national tour of a show to get it out to the masses so that everyone can see what has just won the Tony. Uh, at the same time, Las Vegas had this crazy idea that they wanted to become the Broadway of the West and were trying to recruit shows to come and do long sit-downs in Las Vegas and were trying to lock in guarantees that you would do that for at least a year before you would send out a national tour. The production company behind Avenue Q went for it, decided to do a sit-down at one of the casinos in Las Vegas, at which point my husband became the production stage manager for the Las Vegas version of it, and I was hired, since my background at that point was props, I was hired to be the prop master, and also trained as the substitute puppet wrangler, the person who does all the maintenance on the puppets, and then is with the run of the show, and does most of the handoffs of puppets backstage um, for Broadway and Las Vegas and the first national tour. There were a limited number of puppets, so there are puppets in multiple formats, but sometimes you need to change their clothes because there isn't a puppet that's dressed in this outfit all the time. So sometimes you're handing off a puppet and then you're running to your table and you're quickly ripping the clothes off of the puppet and shoving new clothes onto the puppet and putting its hands into a new position. And so 
I learned that as backup. Unfortunately, our puppet wrangler's father became terminally ill and eventually passed away. And so I wound up spending a large chunk of the time in Las Vegas as puppet wrangler and really loved it. It was exciting to learn to work with puppets. I learned to work with puppets from someone who was trained directly by Jim Henson, which was an honor. Rick Lyon, who designed the puppets for Broadway and basically Las Vegas and the first American national tour. Uh, So that got me in the door with Avenue Q. Vegas was not successful. Um, People don't want to devote two hours to watching a show when they want to be gambling and drinking. And it was a very weird experience. We developed this saying of drunk people love puppets, but not enough to come back after intermission. We would have fantastic first acts and the crowd would be loving it. And then half of them would disappear. And it was because they wanted to go back out on the floor and start gambling and forgot to come back to watch the second half of the show. We cut it down to a 90 minute version, which was terrible, but was a way to try and keep the audience in. But it just, it didn't really work. No one was happy with it. And after 10 months, everyone decided that the experiment was not successful. The only show that wound up having a successful run in Las Vegas was Mamma Mia, which sat there for close to a decade. But all the other shows that tried to come in, Spamalot tried to come in. They came in after us. They remodeled our theater, brought Spamalot in. It lasted a year. The experiment just didn't work. In the meantime, the producers of Avenue Q were now free to send a first national tour out because their agreement was over with the casino. And I got a call very early on asking if I wanted to be the puppet wrangler on the first national tour. I'd already trained in Las Vegas. I'd done some training with Broadway. I was on their sub list. I stayed on the bench. I was an unused sub, but I was ready to go to Broadway if they ever needed me for it. Um, But the idea of taking it out on tour was really interesting to me. I was in my 30s. I'd never toured. Most people tour when they're fresh out of college. Um, And I was kind of hoping that my husband would get a gig on it, but he had never toured. And eventually he got the call to be the first assistant since he was well-versed in the show. And they wanted someone who was a regular touring manager to take charge of the touring side of things. And off we went with Avenue Q again for another adventure. You know when you first, you know when you first saw that preview right at the beginning, did you watch that and think this is brilliant? This is going to be. Oh, yeah. Did you tell right away? It was magic. There were some technical issues at that point, but the show itself was just so weird and subversive and delightful. And I'm used to seeing stuff like that off Broadway, off off Broadway. But here we were sitting in the Golden Theater on 42nd, 44th, in in the heart of Broadway. And it's this crazy puppet show and puppets are having sex on Broadway and what is happening here? And I was so jealous that Joel was probably going to get to have some part in the experience. I was not a... IATSE stagehand at that point so I knew there was no way into this thing for me and was really jealous that he was probably going to have some part of the show because it was just so good and I saw it the first year on Broadway I probably saw it half a dozen times 
And of course, it's the music's written by Robert Lopez. I know there's a lot more talent involved in that. And Robert Lopez is known for Frozen these days, but also for the amazing, in my opinion anyway, Book of Mormon, which has been running in the West End now for, for nearly 10 years. And I absolutely love that show. And, and I, I see the parallel between Avenue Q and Book of Mormon, which has this sort of jolly, um, sort of Disney-esque almost, very melodic music with quite subversive words that go with it. And it's a format that, in my opinion, works really, really well, but you have to get it. You have to want to watch mm-hmm. it. Is that is that how you'd see it as well? Oh, completely. And I was lucky enough to be at the first staged reading of Book of Mormon. Uh, originally, the director from Avenue Q and the stage management part of the stage management team from Avenue Q. It was a hybrid of Joel and Evan and another assistant who had worked with them on another show on Broadway that had failed very quickly as the stage management team and with Jason Moore attached as director. Um, Jason dropped out to do a musical that never made it in and it sat fellow for a while and then Casey uh, Casey Nicola, who is a San Diego native, who I know from the Globe because our world is you know, tiny, really, um, came in and picked up as director. But directors always have their own stage management teams, so it sort of went away. But I knew from that first investor, basically people sitting at music stands reading the parts, I knew that they had something really, really special and fun there. And I started to co- talk to Christy Hummel-Rose and I had no idea that she was involved in the start of Avenue Q. Now, another two parts of that interview coming up in subsequent weeks, so make sure you listen again next week and the week after, and we've got loads of great guests on the way. She mentioned Avenue Q and her involvement in that particular production. Here is the slightly cleaned-up version because there is some choice language now and again in this uh, musical. Avenue Q. Uh, this is It Sucks to Be Me. What do you do with the BA in English? What is my life going to be? Four years of college and plenty of have earned me this useless degree I can't pay the bills yet Cause I have no skills yet The world is a big scary place But somehow I can't shake The feeling I might make A difference to the human race Kate Monster. How's life? Disappointing. What's the matter? The catering company laid me off. Oh, I'm sorry. Me too. I mean, look at me. I'm ten years out of college and I always thought, oh. What? No, it sounds stupid. Ah, uh, come on. When I was little, I thought I would be. What? A big comedian on late night TV. <laughs> oh. But now I'm 32 and as you can see. I'm not. Nope. Oh, well. Mm-hmm. It sucks to be me. No. It sucks to be me. No. 
sucks to be broke and unemployed and turning 33. It sucks to be me. You think your life sucks? I think so. Your problems aren't so bad. I'm kind of pretty. I'm pretty damn smart. You are. Thanks. I like romantic things like music and art. And as you know, I have a gigantic heart. So why don't I have a boyfriend? It sucks to be me. Me too. It sucks to be me. It sucks to be me. It sucks to be Brian. And We live on Avenue Q. This is real life. We live on Avenue Q. 
gonna love it. We live on Avenue Q. Here's your keys. Welcome to Avenue Q. Listen to us on 106.7 FM via the app for all smartphones. Streaming from our website and on smart speakers. Play Ribble FM. This is your local radio station. This is Ribble FM. Break a leg with Ian Teesman. Brought to you by Howard Solicitors. With offices throughout Greater Manchester and Cheshire. If you need legal help or guidance, call 0161 872 or visit howardsolicitors.com. I'm Ian Cheesman and this is Break a Leg, all things theatrical and musical theatre. In a moment we'll meet my second guest this week, Amelia Adams, who's starring in Annie at the Opera House from the 18th to the 30th of September in Manchester. But of course... We've got to play a song from the show first, haven't we? It's a hard not life, isn't it? Dropping! <laughs> 
So, that's from Annie the Musical, which will be at the Opera House in Manchester from the 18th to the 30th of September. Let's meet one of its stars now, Amelia Adams. And, uh, well, this is a show that everybody already knows, very familiar with, which makes things a lot easier for her and the rest of the cast, doesn't it? Absolutely. Well, firstly, thanks for having me, Ian. It's great to chat. I'm delighted to be here and we are so excited to come to Manchester. The show, we've been on the road now, gosh, since the start of this year. It's only about eight months and um, we play a week in a lot of venues, but we're two weeks in Manchester. We can't wait. Uh, it's it's just a really dreamy show to be part of. Um, there's a bit something for everyone. It's got heart. It's got soul. It's it's fabulous. And um, we can't wait to see you all there. <laughs> it's got you, which is exciting oh. in itself. But what about <laughs> Craig Revel Harwood? What's it like working with him? Oh, it's fantastic. Marvellous. Ten out of ten. <laughs> it's a dream. He really is such a hoot to work on and off stage with um, a consummate professional and um, just complete consistency every night on stage, which is, which is wonderful. But then we do have some really great scenes together and we have such fun on stage. It's, it's an absolute delight to work with him. And our characters have this really kind of wonderful... Um, that, well, when they meet initially... <laughs> there's there's quite a fun scene but the second scene we do together there's this awesome banter um and subtext going on that it's just such fun to play against him it really really is <laughs> looking at your cv as i say you look as if singing is your uh, massive talent i mean i know that everybody's sort oh. of got two or three different talents when they work in musical theater but when you yeah. look at somebody like craig alongside you do you take particular note of your footwork and, uh, you know, are you thinking, he's looking at me and I've got to get this absolutely right? Or does oh, that question not come through to you? For sure. No, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I trained in, in musical theatre and um, I've been singing, dancing, acting really since since day dot. Um, and um, I, I, I love every, every field. Um, uh, what do we say in this industry? A triple threat. That's what I always aspired to be. Um, um, and did a few dancey shows that were predominant, you know, more dance based in um, when I started out at this earlier start of my career. And um, but I, I, you're right. When when you're working with Craig, you do. Even in uh, Grace, my character dances has a lovely little dance moment later in Act Two, and I've got to say, yeah, every night you're thinking, oh my gosh, Craig River Hallwood's in the wings. I hope it's not a seven. I hope it's a ten. You know, <laughs> but he's super supportive and um, so proud of this show. He's been a part of it for many, many years, and um, to reprise his role again as this Hannigan, he, he, he absolutely loves it, and so it's, that's a uh, credit to this production, this version. Um, it makes and, um, this, this show so attractive to people, because as yeah. you say, he's come back to it, audiences yeah. come back to it, it's been around absolutely. forever, you know, and there yeah. are yeah. shows of that age that don't age as well. What is it that makes this show special? Oh, gosh. It's Every single part of it that the from honestly from when I sit and watch sometimes we every 
new venue we tech the show on the opening day and we sound check and i'll sit in the audience for some of the numbers that i'm not in and it's just it's magnificent the lighting is spectacular i believe we the, the production won awards for its lighting the the set is so imaginative and creative you know there's no more it's not a right here's a number then we're going to black out and then we're going to bring new set in and do the next number the show transitions so smoothly from number to number it's so cleverly done um and it's set with this backwash of a, a sort of jigsaw piece um which ties in if you look closely at the set this is something nice for the audience and viewers to see there's parts of new york you've got the subway you've got really clever little um anecdotes and writing that's sort of in graffiti that you can look at, that you can spot and and it's really it's, the set itself is quite elaborate the costumes are are just absolute class the whole piece as a spectacle is fantastic and i really do believe what this our director nikolai foster and choreographer nick winston and george dyer who arranged and supervised the musical side of it their collaboration together um back in well 2015 was when this production began is really what has made it stand the test of time I've interviewed Nick. He's, he's an amazing man, Nick Winston, who is oh, the choreographer. Yeah. He seems to be involved in so much. Um, when, when you look at a guy, just just give me a little bit of a pen picture of him because I mean, sports yeah. his his talent comes through. But you work with him. You know what makes him so special? Oh gosh. <laughs> well. Well, I'll say for for audience, when you come and see in Manchester or, or you know anywhere around the country, the what he's done with with beats and nuances and uh, moments in the the dialogue and what the perhaps the ensemble are singing it's just it's just genius it really it gives the whole show because look the, the show is dated now it's a it's a classic uh, but to reinvent a production and give it a new lease of life I, I really feel that that's what every time we need to we need to do if we're going to do a timeless you know classic piece but what he's done is he brings every beat and every word to life there's a number called hooverville in act one and it's predominantly the ensemble and some featured characters in that and he's just given this kind of where everyone's dressed in sort of ragged clothes it's just such life and energy and it really pings out it's a standout moment for me certainly um i'm not in the number but i love watching it from the wings um so i think nick's got a really special way with um with giving old pieces just a new twist and um but keeping it well within the 1930s era that the show is set in is it like working with kids they always say don't work with kids and animals don't they <laughs> <laughs> they do and hey we've got them both in this show <laughs> they are wonderful honestly from the bottom of my heart they are just absolute consummate professionals they have to what they do every day is a, is a lot more than us adult cast they're in private like tutoring from the start of the day until they rock up for warm-up and then doing to do the show so they're non-stop and their their tracks within the show as the orphans and 
their characters, and especially Molly and, of course, the Annie, is just a really, really hard uh, tracks and roles for them. It's very energetic, and sure, they're kids, they've got the energy, but the, the way they have to navigate the orphanage beds and um, sets it's, it, and props, it's phenomenal, honestly, and they are... They are all delightful little souls to work with, um, and you know they're treated like adults because we're all we're all at work when we come to do the show, and it, it does work like a machine, and you have to be at the right place at the right time because there's a lot of technical things that that need, require that, and they are just so professional and so phenomenal. We have three sets of. Um, kids that play orphans that we rotate week to week and then the Annie and Molly rotate every three days and um, it really keeps not only themselves but the show fresh but it's also really really special to be able to work with three different Annies three different Mollies and, and different sets of orphans for, for myself in in my character you know um it's and each each one has a different take on annie and therefore makes the show different so i mean it's worth coming to see the show for <laughs> every single annie and molly if you can <laughs> that's amelia adams one of the stars of annie at the opera house later in september uh, but she's been in lots of other stuff too including kiss me kate and there will be two more parts of that brilliant interview with amelia coming up in subsequent weeks but for now let's have her singing always true to you in my fashion from kiss me kate oh bill why can't you Can you be jealous when you know, baby, I'm your slave? I'm just mad for you, and I'll always be. But naturally, if a custom tailored vet. Asks me out for something wet When the vet begins to pet I cry, hooray That I'm always true to you Darling, in my fashion Yes, I'm always true to you Darling, in my way I enjoy a tender pass By the boss of Boston Mass Though his pass is middle class And not back there Except I may But I'm always true to you, darling 
Radio station. This is Ribble FM. Break a leg with Ian Teesman. Brought to you by Howard Solicitors with offices throughout Greater Manchester and Cheshire. If you need legal help or guidance, call 0161 872 or visit howardsolicitors.com. I believe, by the way, my name's Ian Cheesman, all things theatrical, musical, theatre, and this is Break a Leg, but I believe that there was a fictitious Rogers the Musical, which appeared in one of the Avengers films, and they've actually turned it into a musical. It's finished now, it's running at California Adventure, one of the Disney theme parks out in California, and I was lucky enough to be there just by complete fluke on the opening night. Rogers the Musical, 35 minutes long. i got to tell you, it was brilliant. Here is one of the songs from that show. It's called End of the Line. I know what you're thinking. I'm glad we keep our hair, too. <laughs> I don't understand. How is this possible? I don't know. Maybe the super serum? Conditioner? I don't mean our hair. I mean this. Me. Old me. It's impossible. Okay. You're friends with an Iron Man, an Ant Man, and a Spider Man. But time travel is where you draw the line. The time stone. Why are you here? Just a quick stop. You gotta remember where you've been to know where you're going. And where am I going? A date with destiny. <laughs> destiny. So we're the hero till the end. Well, that's the thing about endings, Stephen. They can be rewritten. So what's it like sitting down to read yourself a new book? Knowing exactly how it ends. You've lost. So many friends You've I've grown so old I'll take that as a sign That you haven't given in I look back on where we've been And I hope it means we Surprise or analyze, steeped in violence. 
a little guidance I'd tell you if I could Like looking in a cloudy mirror The future's here, I fear her It's clearer, the end is growing nearer Just keep fighting for the good it's a comet, a tired hero stands upon it. There's a price we all must pay. But sometimes I wonder who will save the savior. Can we really do this all day? So here I am, now and also then, just a man back in where he's been. What's waiting at the end of the line? Seems you're fighting all this writing on the wall that I'm not citing. Looking for that silver lining. Yes, you know me. On the left you run, America's favorite son. But remember where it's going and how it the California Adventure in California uh, from Rogers the Musical End of the Line which it is sadly for that show now maybe it'll appear on Disney Plus or something like that at some stage now a local man who's been a massive success out on Broadway over the pond is Jonathan Sayer the co-chairman of Ashton United Football Club but also part of Mischief which did the play that goes wrong and currently has Peter Pan goes wrong on its way round the country and it's been playing on Broadway and is currently on in LA. Here's a second part of my interview with Jonathan talking about Peter Pan Goes Wrong. The show ran in Canada with a different cast before we went out there and we kind of tried it and again like we tried to like well what if we taught people what Panto was at the beginning of the show and, and what we settled on was the idea that um, 
one director thinks it's a family show and one director thinks it's very serious. So you still have moments like booing Captain Hook and that actor's like, don't boo me, it's fourth wall, stop it. But we don't have the kind of call and, you know, call and response. In the same, you've got to have the call and response in quite the same ways. But, that, but other than that, that's the only change. We haven't altered anything in playing style. There's occasionally words you alter, you know, in play that goes wrong, you know, white spirit becomes paint thinner. A, f- a few little things where, like, they don't say there's a, there's a joke with the with the dog on the wall, right? Where he says says this is your father here. He will use the spit of Charles. The spit of Charles doesn't translate, so we have to say he's the spitting image of Charles because that's not been sh- abbreviated. But but they're tiny alterations. We just play as we do in the UK, uh, in the states, and it's it's been really lovely. And and I'd say the main difference with the audience response is. I think that maybe UK audiences are much happier to laugh at misery, um, and they're they're okay with that. And I, I've found in the US, the audiences are, are are that wee bit more supportive, so they're really they're like so they're really willing you on to get up and kind of almost shouting like it's okay. We had this really wonderful moment where um, there's a moment where one of the characters gets injured, they get electrocuted, and they're lying on the floor. And it's supposed to like mirror. It's the actor playing Tinkerbell, so it mirrors the story of Peter Pan, where Tinkerbell's kind of knocked out. Um, well, you know, where all the audience have to shout, "I believe in fairies!" But at this point, the actor is actually down. And normally in England, kind of, it's kind of quite quite quiet, and there's a bit of nervous laughter, and there's a few jokes that get big responses. And on this one particular show, this little tiny girl walked from the back of the orchestra, back back of the stalls, I should say. Um, all the way down to the front of the stage and said, I believe in fairies. And, so I, I, and then all the audience erupted and I suppose you get, there's, there's just much more, there's, there's a greater degree of comfort shouting supportive things, I think, and wanting warmth and wanting, um, yeah, but I'd say that's the only difference. I'd say that's the only difference. I suppose that's where your cast's uh, skill in improv comes in when things like that happen, because you can adapt to them, can't you? There's, yeah, so there's always an element of choose your own adventure in a lot of our shows, particularly the Goes Wrong shows, because there's not a fourth wall. The audience are a part of the show. So if someone shouts out, you suck, then that audience, that actor hears that person and, you know, responds or, you know, in some way hears that, be that they shout back or they, you know, they emotionally hear it and they, they're disappointed or whatever. So, yeah. Anybody yeah, listening to you talking can hear the absolute joy and passion that you have for what you do. Um... Where does that come from? Is it is it just you? Because you, because that's your life, isn't it? You are a passionate person. Yeah, I think I just I'm just yeah I just I'm I suppose I'm I'm just a, a person who who um I'm quite emotional I suppose um, but no I don't know like I've got we've got quite like I'd, I'd say that like my family are quite like passionate like we enjoy that like we tend to enjoy stuff and like we really go for stuff and we're very all or nothing and i suppose it's just it's just that and also i, I love what i do i'm i'm a phenomenally lucky person like I've, I've you know this year i've just been traveling the country or traveling the world doing big silly comedies so i've you know it's i feel quite passionate and charged up because it's, it's a lovely thing to be doing what do you love most is it the writing is it the is it the I mean, I've, I've talked to actors who love that workshop part of it when, mm-hmm. you know, it's a collaboration between the writers, the directors and the actors. Is it the performing? Um, is it moving on to the next challenge? What is it that, that gets you off the most? God, I, I don't know. Like, I don't really... I try really to, like... A bit of a thing in my head is, like, I, I try not to, like, be like, oh, that's the bit I do. Because 
because I think that's a good way of just making your path a bit a bit narrower and a bit more constricted. So I enjoy all of it. Like I've really enjoyed the performing in the last in the last kind of eight months, nine months. I think particularly because that was taken away, right? So I think I had a real like oh I had a moment where I was like, I really miss that and like it's been such a joy to be in front of live audiences again and like it's special right it feels really special at the moment to all be back there together there's an added excitement i love writing like i love the starting of something new and i suppose probably two two of my favorite bits of the process three are your the first ever read through of a script i find that quite exciting um sometimes a bit scary but that's a that's a fairly exhilarating moment because until then it's just been you or you know quite often with the case of, of mischief the three of us and and you get to hear either what you were hoping to hear or or be like oh that wasn't what i was hoping for at all and maybe a bit more work needs to be done and mischief's a very collaborative process so you get a lot of brilliant feedback as well um so i enjoy that I enjoy a, a great deal, which I don't think everyone does. I enjoy the technical rehearsals. So I enjoy the moment where, you know, the creative meetings about what the set's going to look like and the model box and the the rehearsals and the like all the different bits. I love it when they all come together and you're just slowly just going through those moments. I always find that really exciting. I love to just, I love to scurry off to the back and just kind of watch it and see everyone just kind of putting it, up on its feet and lighting it and I love all that and, and I find that a really exciting bit and then and then opening night like the, the first particularly the first like preview the first time you do it in front of an audience I think with comedy is, is so exciting because you you, you you like mischief and in general when, when other stuff outside of mischief as well like we tend to workshop stuff a lot and, and, and so you get a lot of feedback and you you know you, you do it in front of like maybe a small group of people and then you go away we've just done this show Mind Mangler where we kind of did like some very small, you know, free of charge, under the radar performances. And then we took it to the Edinburgh Fringe just for an hour. And then we scaled it up to a two hour. So you have all these different incremental moments. But the first time you do a joke that you think is quite good in front of a big audience, that's, that's, always, a nice, that's always a nice moment because it's, 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 it's kind of exciting as well because, you, you know, either it feels really good or you, or you learn something. I, I like the fact that comedy is is fairly binary in its nature so you get you get immediate feedback as to whether that is good bad or medium and then you can improve it remove it cut it so i I enjoy that bit of it would you ever turn any of what you do into musical um well i'm actually starting to work on something that could be a musical but 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 it's not something like so i'm i'm i i can sing a little um and like I can exist in a in a conversation that is musical, but I'm not. I'm certainly not a musician. I can't play anything. Um, so I I'd, I'd, I'd need a I need a collaborator. But I'd I'd love to write the book for a musical. That would be that would be really fun. And and I, I kind of like a thing that's been said particularly in America is that a lot of our work are plays that play like a musical, which I think means that they have big set pieces in, and they have that sense. They have that sense of like I don't know of like lift off. That a musical has maybe and Where, of course you talk about emotion you being emotional music adds emotion doesn't it yeah exactly exactly like it's yeah it's a, it's a heightened thing isn't it it's like when when words aren't enough then you you burst into song and i suppose with with mischief's work 
when when jokes and words aren't enough, then then we burst into a big physical sequence. The, the set falls down, or the, the, the play that goes wrong is a good example. The, there's the mezzanine bit where he's hanging off it and it's and it's breaking, and and you know, and, and in some ways, I suppose there's a music musicality to that kind of work where it undulates and it moves up and down and 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 stuff. So no, I would, I'd love to. I'd love to. Have you got a favourite musical, by the way? Have I got a favourite? Yeah, I have. It's not a very funny musical. Um, it's called Parade, um, and it's um, it's called Parade. I saw it in New York very recently with um, with um, Ben Platt, um, and it's based on a it's based on a historical story. It's, it's, it's about anti-Semitism and white supremacy and stuff. Um, but it's a it's a beautiful beautiful musical, um, and so I, I really like that. I, I think I saw it when I was about seventeen. And, and it was like that and just I was incredibly moved by it um, it was at the Hope Mill Theatre I think as well about five years ago something like that um, so I like that and then like a comedy musical I, 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 I like the producers um, I haven't I haven't listened to it or heard it for a while but when it was on at the do you remember when it was on at the Palace with Peter Kay I was an usher um, so I watched it almost every night because um because that was the, the I, I did the ticket tearing in the program selling, so I, I've seen that show probably more more than I've seen any show in my life. So I like that Avenue Q is a good one. Um, Book of Mormon is very funny. Um, is there was, a song I can play for you then from a musical? Oh God, um, yes, but I'm 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 so bad at doing that. Um, um, uh, this is it's not it's not the funniest song in Avenue Q but I, I've recently found the song fine it's a fine fine line and that's that's a brilliant song I really I think that's such a well crafted very very funny very very lovely song so that I'll play that, that for you Jonathan great thank you there's a fine fine line between a lover and a friend There's a fine, fine line Between reality and pretend And you never know till you reach the top If it was worth the uphill climb There's a fine, fine line Between love and a waste of time there's a fine, fine line Between a fairy tale and a lie And there's a fine, fine line Between your wonderful and goodbye I guess if someone doesn't love you back It isn't such a crime But there's a fine, fine line Between love and a waste of There's a fine, fine line 
between together and not And there's a fine, fine line between what you wanted and what you got I'm wondering, instead of advertising, shouldn't we be saving? Au contraire, Roger. Right now, it's more important than ever to invest in advertising. And low-cost, effective radio campaigns help small and local businesses to keep their names out there. In the car, in the home, (coughs) even in the bathroom. Radio gets everywhere. And with Ribble FM, your message can be heard everywhere too. Oh, Hilary, you're so wise. Always, Roger, always. Just click on ribblefm.com, then advertising. On 106.7 FM, streaming from our website and on smart speakers, live and local across the Ribble Valley, Ribble FM News. From the Sky News Centre at 10, there are reports 2,000 people have died in Libya's northeastern city of Darna after a huge storm and flooding afterwards. It's understood two dams burst. 10,000 people are missing, so officials expect the numbers to rise. Humanitarian agencies will launch an international appeal soon. Dr Mahmoud Al-Bazir is with the charity Libyan Helping Hands. Some of people who living over there um, have seen uh, dead bugs floating in water. Uh, to be honest, we call them, uh, we urge the United Nations to help us. The Royal College of Surgeons says it's deeply shocking a third of female surgical NHS staff have been sexually assaulted at work in the last five years. A study also found 11 cases of rape were reported and 40% of people said they'd had uninvited comments about their bodies. Nearly all said they'd seen some form of sexual harassment. Tim Mitchell, president of the Royal College, says he's witnessed it. I have been aware of circumstances. I have called people out. Uh, I regret in, in the past I may have not been quick enough to do that. It'd be quite difficult to do in the heat of the moment, but we need to encourage people to call out such behaviour so that we can eradicate it. A pub chain's putting up prices during peak times. The owner of Yates says it's adding 20p to a pint of beer in the evenings and at weekends to cover rising costs. Up to 71 Wilco shops are going to be turned into Poundland stores. The Pepco Group says it'll prioritise recruiting existing staff at the collapsed retailer. England maintained their unbeaten run against old rival Scotland with a 3-1 victory at Hampton Park. Phil Foden, Jude Bellingham and Captain Harry Kane were on the score sheet. And Apple's iPhone 15 will have a USB-C port as the company moves towards new EU rules. Brussels requires all small and medium-sized devices to use a standard charging cable by the end of next year. That's the latest. I'm Ruth McKee. Howard Solicitors have offices throughout Greater Manchester and Cheshire. They specialise in areas of law that affect the individual. So if you need some help or guidance, they'll have someone to help you. Call them on 0161 872 9999. Email law at howardsolicitors.com 
or visit their website, howardsolicitors.com. I'm Ian Cheeseman, this is Break a Leg, and we continue on for another hour now with just music. A lot less of me talking, which I'm sure you're delighted about, and a lot more of the great stars of theatre, musical theatre. And I have a theme in the second hour. Sometimes it's a particular show, it might be a particular writer... But today, it's about three of the biggest West End stars there are, in my opinion. Samantha Barks is, of course, appearing as Elsa in uh, the West End version of Frozen at the moment. And I can tell you, having seen it a couple of times, she is absolutely brilliant. We'll hear her sing Let It Go towards the end of the hour. Also, Kerry Ellis, who I think is a fantastic singer. I've seen her in several things as well, including Anything Goes, which was in Manchester not too long ago. But first up, Josh Groban, great, great singer, who uh, he wasn't actually in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, but nevertheless, he sings that song in his album Stages, so we'll play that in just a second. But he's been in so many other things as well. I saw him live, for example, at the Royal Albert Hall, singing the part of the Russian in Czech which is one of my favourite musicals. So let's start with five songs, Josh Groban leading the way, Pure Imagination from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Dreamer, you are anytime. 
seems that we have lost our way. We find ourselves again on Christmas Day. Believe in what your heart is saying. Hear the melody that's playing. There's no time to waste. There's so much to celebrate. Believe in what you feel inside. Your dreams the wings to fly You have everything you need If you just believe If you just believe If you just believe If you just brilliant version of a song from Polar Express. I'm not going to mention what's coming in up in about four months from now because everybody talks about it far too early, but you know, it's from that time of the year, Polar Express and Just Believe. Next up from the brilliant Phantom of the Opera and then the even more brilliant, arguably, uh, Les Miserables. First of all, All I Ask of You and duet with Kelly Clarkson and then Bring Him Home. wide-eyed fears I'm here nothing can harm you my words will warm and calm you let me be your freedom let daylight dry your tears I'm here with you beside you to guard you and to guide you Lifetime 
is a live album done by Josh Groban. It's got lots of uh, tracks on it. It's actually a DVD version of it as well, which has pretty much all the performances uh, that, uh, well, these and many more that you've heard, 11, 12 tracks on the album. Uh, I recommend it very, very highly. We finished, though, with the song that the Russians sang and he sang on stage, Royal Albert Hall, alongside Dina Menzel as Florence and Kerry Ellis, funnily enough, as the, uh, we'll be hearing from in just a second, as uh, Svetlana, his Russian wife. This is Anthem. Bye. 
Ribchester, Clitheroe, Gisburn. This is your local radio station. This is Ribble FM. Break a leg with Ian Teesman. Brought to you by Howard Solicitors. With offices throughout Greater Manchester and Cheshire. If you need legal help or guidance, call 0161 872 or visit howardsolicitors.com. You're listening to Break a Leg. I'm Ian Cheeseman, all things theatrical and musical theatre and featuring stars of the West End and indeed Broadway. In this hour, Samantha Bark's on the way. We've just heard from Josh Groban. Four songs on the way now from Kerry Ellis starting with a song that I've seen us sing live in the show Wicked which is going to Manchester in the non-too-distant future this is I'm Not That Girl Hands touch Eyes meet Sudden silence Sudden heat In a kitty world, he could be that boy, but I'm not that girl. I'm not that
You have banished me From the land where I was born Here upon a foreign shore forsaken I have followed you and done thy will Should I kneel to you When I rise you strike me down Once again a little one you've taken Everywhere I turn is darker still What is it, Lord, that you want that I am not seeing? the truth of your being Never once have I dared Never until today All of a tremble I stand on the edge of confusion Who is to save me if into the darkness I fall Now that I need more than ever my God to be Yeah. 
saw Kerry Ellis sing this song live at Royal Albert Hall in uh, the musical. It is a full musical written by Benny and Bjorn from ABBA. It's called Christina, and that song is You Have To Be There. Two more songs from Kerry Ellis now. Defying Gravity is on the way. First, from Anything Goes, it's the title song starring Kerry Ellis. So stalking was looked on as something shocking But now God knows anything goes Good authors too who once knew better words Now only use for letter words Writing grows anything goes If driving fast cars you like If low bars you like If old hymns you like If fair limbs you like If Mae West you like Or me undressed you like Well nobody will oppose When every night the set Smartest intruding in nudist parties and studios. Anything goes. Bound to answer when I propose Anything 
on 106.7 FM via the app for all smartphones streaming from our website and on smart speakers Play Ribble FM This is your local radio station This is Ribble FM Break a leg with Ian Cheeseman Brought to you by Howard Solicitors with offices throughout Greater Manchester and Cheshire If you need legal help or guidance call 0161 872 or visit howardsolicitors.com My third featured West End superstar in this hour is Samantha Barks Five songs on the way from her starting with her rendition of How, How Far I'll Go from Moana
picked up your shirt this morning I don't know why I don't know why Mr. Reynolds said to say hello I started to cry I started to cry Every place we ever walked in Everywhere we talked I miss you You never leave my mind So much of you is left behind You
Samantha Barks, first up with How Far I'll Go, and then With You from Ghost, which of course opened at the Opera House in Manchester. And next up, from another show that I believe is going to be touring in the non-too-distant future, that I've been lucky enough to see a few times, uh, Waving Through a Window, and this is from the brilliant Dear Evan Hansen. Before I even turn the key Before I make a mistake Before I lead with the worst of me Give them no reason to stare I'm slipping up if you slip away So I got nothing to share No, I got nothing to say Step out, step out of the sun If you keep getting burned Step out, step out of the sun Because you learned, because you learned On the outside, always looking in Will I ever be more than I've always been? Cause I'm tap, tap, tapping on the glass I'm waving through a window I try to speak but nobody can hear So I
songs to go as we feature the music of Samantha Barks. Thanks very much for listening. I'll be back same time next week to do it all again with Break a Leg. But I couldn't not finish with Let It Go, Frozen, the musical which Samantha Barks is starring in at the moment, and On My Own from Les Miserables. The film version was also Samantha Barks. If you're in a show this week, you're going to watch one. Break a Leg. Let it go, turn away and slam the door.
funny how some distance makes everything seem small and the fears that once controlled me can get to me at all it's time to see what I can do to test the limits and break through no right no plays music like this. And this. And this. Love music. Love Ribble FM. FM. Streaming from our website and on smart speakers, live and local, across the Ribble Valley, Ribble FM.